In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And happy Monday, everybody. I just couldn't think of a better way to start my my week than to speak to this guest who I have on the show today. I'm very excited about having our guest here today. You know, I was thinking this morning as I was preparing for the show how female entrepreneurs just never cease to amaze me because, you know, we have not just our businesses to be concerned with, but we have family and household and budgets and husbands or boyfriends or significant others and, you know, just running the the entire household. And yet the rate of women-owned businesses is, is growing faster than ever around the world, not just in the U.S. And it just amazes me how organized women can be. And sure, they'll, they'll be the first to admit that they are often very, very overwhelmed, but they still manage to adjust and adapt and, and get everything done. And uh, I love it. I love being a part of that circle as a, as a coach who works with female entrepreneurs most often. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, because I think that women are really almost always willing and open and ready to have discussions about how they can improve productivity, how they can improve life balance, the lives of their family, their children, their spouses, you know, and and really get things done. And we have a perfect example of that today in our guest, who is Wendy Pease. And Wendy is the owner and executive director of Rapport International. Now, Rapport International was founded in 1987, and it's grown to offer over... 100 different languages as a foreign language translation and interpretation service, which is pretty amazing. And Wendy has found the keys to building a business that works while maintaining that life balance and raising her children as a single mom. And some of the things I know that Wendy does and her personal clock time are just some amazing hobbies and exercise routines and 
fun playtime things, and I love it. And so I asked Wendy to to come to the show today. Now, she's also served in senior management positions in international marketing business and business development in the biopharmaceutical and marketing services industry. And she's founded and managed McKenzie Connections, which was a legal medical legal services company. And she was able to grow that company from zero to over a million dollars in just three years. That's right, just three years. And now she's working on Rapport International. Wendy has an MBA from the Amos Tuck uh, School at Dartmouth College and a BA from Pennsylvania University in Foreign Service and a minor in business administration. So she's also lived in several foreign countries and is published quite often in articles on exporting and translating and multilingual workforces, translation, interpretation. Um, She's just an absolutely amazing person and a really, really fun guest. So Wendy, hello. How are you today? Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Oh, I love it. You know, we were we were speaking, um, or was it in an email? I, I don't recall. And you said, yeah, I think it was in an email. And you said, yeah, this weekend I'm off to the, uh, what, is, what is it, the uh, sweat lodge, the Native American sweat lodge. And I thought, only Wendy, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it cracked me up. I was teaching Sunday school the next day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Talk about a little diversity in one's cultural beliefs, huh? <laughs> I know. Oh. And I grew up in a more, you know, Christian household with the Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. But um, I it felt more comfortable going to the sweat lodge than actually teaching the children the Sunday school. But I had a blast. There were oh. 17 kids in the classroom. Wow. Luckily, I had helpers, and uh, we just we had such a great time. Oh, you know, I was talking about that uh, the other day with a dad who was going to go in for the first time and and be the uh, the reader for his daughter's first grade class. And he was a little bit nervous. And I said, you know what? Those kids are going to look at you like you're some sort of a god. They just love the readers and the teachers and the moms and dads who come in to do that. It's just so much fun. Yes, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, I'm glad you took the time to do that. So, Wendy, tell us first a little bit about your company. What exactly does Rapport International do? Well, I'm passionate about connecting people across cultures and languages. So, the company's mission, and it's part of the tagline, is. Um, the tagline's your word, any language. And so what we do is we connect people anywhere in the world, no matter the language, by translating your word into any language. So we, we, we do um, a lot of business-to-business translation work with governments, nonprofits, schools, a bunch of different areas, whether it's marking materials, legal documents, to take the information that's in one language and make sure it's accurate in the other language. Hmm. 
that's something you don't really think of that the the accuracy because different languages you know we say things differently in different languages and right. uh, from somebody who does not speak a second language <laughs> you know it, it wouldn't have dawned on me and so how how do you check that accuracy well i bought the company uh, seven years ago, and that was part of what I bought was the access to the people who we know are good. And then once you're in a network of people that you know are good, um, and you trust their translations, and you you know they quote enough dictionaries at you or explain the differences of translations enough time, you you understand that they get it because it's not just a word for word translation. You know, one of my favorite examples is Sparfignugan, the pleasure of driving. It takes us. Four words to say what the Germans have one word to say. Wow. And that's very, very common. Another one that I like is uh, goosebumps. Uh-huh. You know, when you're cold, you get goosebumps. In Italian, the literal translation would be chicken skin. So, you, <laughs> you know, you have to really understand the language to be able to do that. And that's why somebody would come to an agency like ours, because we've been around since 1987, over 20 years. Um, and we know the people, and we have the quality translation, and we stand by our work. Uh-huh. But ironically, it's it's the people who are getting into exporting or thinking about targeting non-English speakers in the U.S. that are terrified of translating because they feel like they don't have a way to check the quality. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes they'll give it to a support person and just say, here, get this done, and that person has no guidance. So they'll shop on price or look for somebody who speaks two languages, and then they can run into a ton of problems, you know, all the funny ones that you read about. Yeah. You could really very easily offend someone when you're translating, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. And there's their story. I mean, we put them on our blog and uh, post them on a, an e-newsletter that we do, some funny ones that come out, some funny, and there's some that we won't post because <laughs> they get quite offensive and, and the people don't mean to. I mean, they're they're yeah. putting it in their marketing material. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun. And so where will people find this blog? What is the uh, URL? Well, if you go to our website, it's rapport, R-A-P-P-O-R-T-I-N-T-L, which is short for international, dot com. You can see the link to our blog right there. Let's find all sorts Again, of informational stuff there. So yeah. I know that you say you're, you're passionate about connecting people and language and foreign travel. How exactly did you come up with this particular idea for a business? Well, it was one of those when life deals you some lemons, make some <laughs> I was on maternity leave, and I was laid off. And it was my second layoff during maternity leave in two different situations. One was a small company that got bought out. Another was a large publicly funded company, international company, that did away with the corporate marketing department. And I had owned my own company back in my early 20s. And I really wanted to do that again, but I didn't have an idea on what to start. So I happened to be talking to somebody at a um, at a conference and said, "Well, why don't you buy a company?" I kind of laughed and I said, "Yeah, you got to have you know money to do that." Yeah. 
And I started daydreaming, and I came across, I had strict criteria of what I wanted. I wanted to stay in business-to-business services. I wanted some, you know, I wasn't going to relocate because I had a family, um, so it had to be something close by. It had to be something that I was interested in. Um, and I wanted a smaller company, which looking back on, I wouldn't have been as afraid of a larger company because there is ways to fund that. But those were my criteria, and I started looking online, and I kept coming across the small translation company. So uh, I went down and, um, and met with the woman. It was the only company that I looked at. It was a seamless transition. She just had been doing it for years and wanted to get out and do something else, and um, I was very interested in it. So she she was absolutely fabulous. I loved working with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I haven't looked back. It's been seven years now. Wow, that's amazing. You certainly did make some lemonade there, girl. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We are going to go into a break in just a few seconds, Wendy, and I want to remind everyone here you can find Wendy Peace at Rapport international that's r-a-p-p-o-r-t-i-n-t-l dot com and do make sure and subscribe to her blog feed because there's some fabulous things on there we'll be back in just a minute Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand comes Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Linda Link is Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast. Holly, tell us about it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply to get the word out about your cause or your company, you must go to where the people are. And today, people are on the internet. Lindale Link. Lindale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together, Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication. Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. 
Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we are here with Wendy Peace today, owner of Rapport International, and we're talking about what what really are the key ingredients to a thriving business, having a confident, satisfied owner at the helm who gets life balance. And Wendy is one person I know who comes pretty darn close to that. Wendy, you're a star. (laughs) (laughs) I try. (laughs) You do. You do some really interesting things in your personal life too, which I love. And, uh, but we'll come back to that because um, I was curious, you know, you said you owned another company uh, prior to going to corporate is the way it sounded. Is that right? Yes. Okay, and and that was McKenzie Connections. Tell us a little bit. I mean, you grew that business to to over a million dollars. Why leave it? What happened there? Uh, It was a combination of two things. I um, had always thought that I would go back to school and get a master's degree or maybe a PhD. I've never done that. and I, I probably won't. I don't have an interest in it. The master's gave me what I wanted. Um, so that was one thing. And the other thing was is that there were some laws that changed while I was running my business. And it was a medical legal business in California that had to do with um, workers' comp and getting assessments on the people who had been injured. Mm-hmm. And the laws that changed were dramatically affecting how the cases were handled and uh, what I could do in the industry. The timing just seemed perfect to um, that close the business. There might have been an opportunity to sell it, and knowing what I know now, I could, might have handled it differently, but um, the timing was just right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the laws that were changing and my also interest in going back to school. And the other thing that I realized is that I felt like I had the skills to run a small business, but not the skills to really explode a business and make it grow. Um, And so I wanted to go back and learn more about how to do that in a controlled manner uh, rather than just, you know, sheer luck and moving everything forward. (laughs) So I went back and that's when I got my MBA. Okay. And so you did that and then you went into corporate and then you came out of corporate during maternity leave and started your own business again. Do you think that the qualities of an entrepreneur are, are, are qualities that are innate to us um, or are they qualities that we just kind of, you know, adapt to circumstances like you did? You can, you know, you were laid off during maternity leave, so you start your own business. Is it because you had a drive to be self-employed again, or was it uh, just out of necessity? Ah, good question. You know, a few <laughs> years back when I first got involved with the Make Mine a Million organization, I had proposed that I write an article about that very subject to um, – a journal. And so here were a bunch of women that were across all all businesses, all types of women. And uh, I was looking at what is it that 
pulls people to being an entrepreneur. I don't think it's education. I don't think it's experience in an industry. I don't think it's purely drive. The only thing that I could come up with is is what I call the inner voice. And it's this inner voice that is inside somebody that says, I really want to do my own thing, and I think I can do it. And so if you have that, then, you know, I found schooling helped me. I found that having being passionate about the industry helped me. Um, I found, you know, the criteria of being in a services industry. But you find all different types. I mean, there's all kinds of businesses, so you've got to have different type of people. But it all came back to that little tiny voice inside of somebody saying, I really want to, and I think I can do it. It wasn't, I know I can do it. It was, uh-huh. I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I always say that, you know, of all of the entrepreneurs I've spoken with and, and, and worked with, and there have been so many, I noticed that always without fail one of their top three values is freedom freedom is so important to entrepreneurs and and I always kind of giggle at myself because you know I have that quote-unquote freedom too and it doesn't necessarily mean that you get to stop everything you're doing in the middle of the day and go do what you want to do it just means that you can work really hard on your own terms (laughs) but sometimes that's enough right right well, yeah. but it does, to me, that does mean that I can stop in the middle of the day and do what I want to do. Like, I, I snuck in a bike ride before this call. But mm-hmm. you know what? I'll be sitting down this evening and working on the computer. Where, yeah. you know, when you're in corporate, it's hard to take a lunchtime break and go work out. There are people who do it, but it's hard. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, I have the freedom to do that, but I can get on the computer at 6 o'clock in the morning or be on right. it at 10 o'clock at night. Right, exactly. So it just means you're willing to put in the work how you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you do have that flexibility depending on what business you're in. So, you know, that's important too. Right. Wow. So you then went into corporate and then you started rapport. Tell us what what is success to you? Do, do you feel like you've achieved your definition of success? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think there's an entrepreneur out there who can say yes to that question. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think so, because we always want to help more people. We always want to grow larger. We always want whatever it is that drives us. Some people are driven by the fame. Some people are driven by the money. You know, we always do want more. Um, so I can understand that. But in many ways. So you've even, never had somebody say yes to that? Um, I know of one person who has said yes to that, in, in, that person that I've asked. Yeah, just one. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? With us, you know, I think that a part of being an entrepreneur is is that uh that creativity. We're always full of new ideas, right? And if we if we snuff that out, if we don't start if we stop pursuing those new ideas, we're no longer living within our value system. We're no longer happy. And so I think entrepreneurs tend to go forever creating and creating even if it's something that becomes a hobby right isn't that interesting yeah 
Well, the other thing that you know about me is I'm not good at remembering what I have accomplished. I'm always focused on what I want to get done. Is that another trait of entrepreneurs? Uh, I think that's more characteristic of females in general rather than entrepreneurs. Hmm. Um, Men... I think are are more readily available to go over their achievements, whereas women we tend to, in my opinion, um, kind of minimize those achievements because we we often fall into that that um, imposter syndrome thing where you know we have definitions around success that are nearly impossible to achieve, <laughs> and, uh. and so we diminish our success in many ways. But I think we're becoming more and more aware of that tendency and and changing so yeah yeah Hmm. i heard a um a great story this weekend and it was about looking at things that happen and saying and labeling them as good or bad you know Mm -hmm. like we lost the game oh that's bad you know oh i you know i won a hundred dollars in the lottery that's good and, and so I'll tell the story the best of my memory, but it was also, like, the moral of the story is we'll see. So, you know, it, it, I think it's also kind of, like, you got to look back and say, was I successful rather than have I reached uh-huh. my success? But the story was about, you know, this, this Native American uh, tribe, and there was a, a gentleman in the tribe, I don't, you know, he wasn't the chief, and he had a um, beautiful, beautiful stallion, most recognized one as for being perfect. And one day the stallion was gone, and, and the people all came and said, well, that's horrible, that's just t- terrible, horrible, so sorry you lost your perfect stallion. And he said, well, we'll see. And a couple weeks later, the stallion shows up with these incredible wild mares that were just, you know, again, these perfect specimens, of course, and everybody says, oh, you're so lucky. Look at this. You now have your stallion back and your four mares. And, and he says, well, we'll see. And then um, the, his son was very good at breaking horses and being able to ride them, so he starts breaking one of these mares that's pretty wild, gets thrown, breaks both his legs. And, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, that's horrible, your poor son. And he says, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Then along one day comes the, the warring tribe, and they gather all the young men from the tribe, and they are, they're going to take them off to war. But they don't take the son because he is, you know, he doesn't have legs. So they're like, oh, you're so lucky your son, you know, can't walk. Therefore, they didn't take him. And he said, we'll see. So it was all, you know, all about the perspective uh-huh. of good and bad. And it just it kind of makes me, you know, were you, you know, are you your definition of success? Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Oh, my goodness. And it's so true. It's the same thing with emotions. We judge our emotions as good or bad. And I don't think emotions are good or bad. They just are. And right. I think. Yeah, they're a wonderful barometer for whether or not we're living in a way that we love to live. So we'll see. I love that. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sad. We'll see if that's a good thing or bad, but we'll yeah, see. We'll see. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Wendy, we're going to be going into break in a little bit again. My goodness, these segments are going so fast because this is fun. Um, and when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about the key ingredients to a, a thriving business and to what you contribute, the success that you've had thus far in, in creating a, uh, a successful business, raising your children as a single mom, maintaining a household, and doing all of the amazing things that you do in your personal life on top of that and uh, maintaining a crazy, crazy busy business. So we're going to go into break. And don't forget to t- check out today's Inc. article at Inc.com, Marla-Tabaka. We'll see you in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And welcome back, everybody. We're here today with the owner and executive director of Rapport International, a translation and interpretation service. And uh, maybe you can interpret interpretation for me because it's not coming (laughs) out of my mouth right, Wendy. And we're here with Wendy Pease. So going into break, Wendy, we were talking about, well, we had mentioned that we're going to talk about the key ingredients to a thriving business. And I have to say that I've seen successful women who fit into sort of one pocket and successful women that fit into the other. And so we've got the women who are our business owners in general, I should say, not not exclusively women, but who are very successful, making a lot of money, um, you know, their business is thriving. But they consider themselves somewhat successful, but I don't put them in the successful bucket because they don't have a life. You know, the, the, the kids are being taken care of strictly by nannies and the marriage isn't, uh, isn't all that. And, um, you know, they have to have, which isn't all bad. I was going to say they have to have house cleaners, but hey, I wouldn't mind a housekeeper in some days. Um, but they're not doing anything personal. They're not pursuing their personal passions. And then, you know, we have the other bucket where people do have the successful organizations, the companies, but they're really out there and they're doing the things they love and they're spending time with the, time with the kids and nurturing other relationships and such. And to me, that is a far greater indicator of someone who is uh, more successful. What's, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's interesting when I compare that I had a business when I was in my early 20s and didn't have, you know, I'm divorced now, but I I didn't have a family. I didn't have children and I wasn't married versus now where I've gone through a divorce and I have children and balancing it. And my focus is certainly different just because it has to be. But I don't, I think that comes back to the we'll see. I mean, if you get to the end of your life and you say, I work too hard, and I don't have the relationships and I didn't develop any activities or people who go into retirement and don't have any any interests or hobbies or outside connections. I think that's a very lonely place to be. Yeah. So I definitely fall into the life has to be balanced. You're not a full person. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't take the money and the toys with you even though they're really nice to have. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I agree. And I think that becomes, at least what I'm experiencing is is that it becomes more true as you continue to get older. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, I mean, my kids, you know, had I put all of my attentions toward my children and not growing my career, I mean, it goes both ways, you know, because had right. I put all my attention there and not growing my career, then I'd be miserable right now because they were both moved out of the house. So there has to be that balance. And you do some pretty interesting things, um, personal hobby wise, to balance your life. Um, do I, did I hear you right one time when you say you play hockey? Yes, yes. I play ice hockey, and I just found a brand-new sport to me. It's been around for 50 years, but there's underwater hockey. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about that. I just went and played and had a ball, so now I'm in with a group where, you know, they actually give you some lessons on how to play, and they say in a couple months (laughs) we'll be up to the level. But, yeah, if you go to YouTube and you Google underwater hockey, you can see it. How and it's, fun. you use a mask, pen, and snorkels and a, and a stick around a foot 
long and you swim to the bottom of the pool and play the hockey puck. <laughs> so, no, I'm very into health and fitness. So finding it, you know, I do a lot of mountain biking and I balance it off. When my kids are with my ex-husband, that's when I do more of my adult sports and heavy fitness. And when they're with me, I play lacrosse with them. One of my sons picked up lacrosse. I didn't know a thing about it. So they've gotten me a stick for Mother's Day a couple years ago, taught me how to throw. Um, so I'll swim with them, bike with them. We play outside, basketball in the driveway. So, you know, I, I switch what I'm doing depending on, you know, whether they're with me or when they're not. And when I was married, I did I did play ice hockey and I did yoga occasionally. Um, and those were the things that I I really tried to I tried to keep the fitness in my life. And those were the things that I did, you know, when he um, might have taken care of the kids. But otherwise, I try to sneak off during the day for at least 20 minutes to get, get exercise. Because that goes back to, I don't think you can really be a successful business owner if you don't take care of your health and you don't take care of your relationships. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of those key ingredients that we're talking about is, you know, not neglecting someone who understands that balance of taking care of you, eating right. And how often do we get stuck behind a desk and, and it's four o'clock and we realize we haven't had anything to eat since eight o'clock? Well, that's not uh, going to keep you focused and fueled, right? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's better to build that in and eat healthy choices so you get the energy and the focus to do it. Yeah. Right, exactly. No, and you go through these times in in life, too. Like, I know my company now could be growing much faster, but I choose to get my children off the bus and spend dinner time with them and then go back to work at night. Mm -hmm. I choose to get a workout in. And luckily, I've got some incredible women that run project management and marketing, and we outsource our finance, and that's been that was my biggest lesson was yeah. that you can't do it all and you do need to hire before you think you need to hire because they're going to do a better job at it than I can do on my own. Right. So. That is another really important key ingredient is to understand the need for delegation. Even for solopreneurs who don't have employees, you can still yeah. delegate out and uh, letting go of some of that control because it gives you greater control in the end. Would you agree? Oh, completely. It took me a long yeah. time to learn that lesson. But no, solopreneurs, even though, you know, you were t- I can't believe you don't have a cleaner. I would not oh. give up my cleaner because you can pay somebody less of what yep. the value of your time is. Or yeah. you have the potential, if you take that time that they're cleaning, to put into selling or marketing your company, mm-hmm. that you can reap that back. Yeah, you know what? When the kids were here, I did have a cleaning service, but now I just really don't find it necessary if I just clean up after myself and, you know, do the heavy stuff, you know, however often it needs. It's not a big deal. So it's so much easier without the kids around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> yeah, so I just don't see the need for it now. I prefer putting, you know, that investment toward a massage or something like that. <laughs> so it's a choice. Well, that's a, there you go, because it is all choices. I hate to clean, so that was one of the first things that I had to make sure I got off my plate. Uh, I've always yeah, felt that see, way. It's making, yep, it's, it's evaluating like that and making uh, choices that are appropriate. I really don't mind. I kind of like cleaning, to be very honest. You know, it's such a mindless uh, task. And after a week of, you know, thinking hard and being on my feet, you know, having something that mindless is just kind of fun for me. So I actually enjoy it. 
I've, yeah. I've done that more with the yard work. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So what else, Wendy, what are some, some of the key things that you attribute your success to? Well, I think we were just talking about how you, about delegation and how you need to have, find people that can help you do things there. There's also the next level of making the connections of other business owners, of resources that can help you in the community, people you can learn from, people that you can uh, share leads and ideas with. When I had uh, McKenzie Connections, I felt very isolated. I mean, I had somebody that was running the project management, and I had, you know, people who were doing the work, but I, I didn't reach out to all the incredible resources that are actually out there, um, and that really inhibited running my business and the satisfaction of it. Mm -hmm. So now I have a coach. I work with you, Marla, and mm -hmm. um, uh, found you through the organization called Count Me In that um, was founded to help women business owners grow their business. And they found the only common denominator with the women that are successfully growing their business is that they have a coach mm -hmm. across industries, across background, across education, across a number of years in business. Uh, the coach was the only common denominator. So if you don't have one, you got to get one. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I've gone uh, through periods where I've actually had three different coaches uh, at the same wow. time. <laughs> <laughs> That overwhelms me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were three distinctly different areas. So, you know, I just found experts in each area and, and got through it real fast. So it was great. So, yeah, coaching. Um, you mentioned Count Me In. That's um, countmein.org, if I remember right. Yes. And uh -huh. that is a wonderful organization founded by Nell Merlino. Um, what are some of the other connections you've made that have been critical for you? Yeah, I joined a BNI group. Business Networking International, and it's a weekly thing, and it's, you know, they have a bunch of rules that you have to follow. And I joined it, like everybody does, to get more business, but I, I get just enough business to make it worthwhile. But the valuable part for me being a member is that I am now connected to other business owners in the area. So there's a lawyer, there's a banker, there's an investment person, an electrician, a plumber, a, you know, all these people that are really smart and know the community and are good networkers. So if I need something, they'll know how to connect me in. So I've developed long-term relationships with them that I found is very valuable. Mm -hmm. um, WeBank, I got the WeBank certification, but I've been involved Yay. with the Center for Women in Enterprise for a number of years, and they've helped me out with some consulting, some introductions. Some, they ran a class um, that I was able to participate in on a, a strategy class. Um, and then they have people there that you can call up and just ask for suggestions. They do a, um annual conference where I meet other business women owners through that, and they have seminars. Um, the certification through the state of Massachusetts as a woman-owned business, every state has it. I found that valuable for um, making connections and meeting other women business owners. So I feel like I have a really good network of if I'm thinking about something or if I know something or somebody asks me for a resource, I'm able to connect them because that's, you know, that's what I'm passionate about. But people also will remember to contact me if they, you know, so if they right. think of my business or if they need a resource. 
Right. That's a um, long list. And um, it's it's a good thing that you're delegating because I don't know how you'd find time to connect with all of these organizations and businesses <laughs> if you didn't. So I love that. We are on our way into our final break for this show. I can't believe how, how fast this is going. It's just so much fun speaking to you today. And we'll be back in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tugginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Tugginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back to this final segment for today. I'd like to remind you to check out our Inc. post this week, Inc.com slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. It's all about body language and verbal cues that you can really watch for when you're speaking to, when you're having any kind of important conversation, really, uh, but it's written for the business owner. So you might think about speaking to your prospects and uh, your clients. And so do make sure and check that out and let me know if you have any any questions, you can always reach me at Marla at 
tobacco.com. And next week's guest on this show is Peter Bregman. And Peter wrote a wonderful book called 18 Minutes, where he highlights his system for staying organized, getting things to done, and using an effective um, process for your to-do list. And I, Peter did send me an advanced copy, and I really enjoyed the book. There were a lot of really different insights in there, and he keeps it very simple and applicable to uh, just about anyone. You don't even have to be a business owner or an executive to really get a lot out of that. So make sure to tune in next week as well. And we're here today with Wendy Peace, who is the owner and executive director of Rapport International. And you'll find more about Wendy at Rapport, R-A-P-P-O-R-T-I-N-T-L.com. So Wendy, do you, with all of these wonderful resources that you've um, put together uh, during your career, do you ever find it difficult to reach out and ask for help? Uh, no, my bigger challenge now is figuring out who's going to be the best person to help me with that. I, oh. I found you can't depend on just one person or resource or group right. to get it all. So in my when I had the company McKenzie Connections before, I don't think I realized how much it would have helped to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Now at least I do. I don't find it difficult because um, I've been doing it so much more now. Yeah, yeah. And that that is um, that in and of itself is an achievement, Wendy, because so many women do find it to difficult to ask for help if you notice that men often have mentors and uh, they will reach out and ask for certain types of help uh, especially inside corporations men seem to men who are climbing the corporate ladder often have mentors along the way whereas women are you know I'm not quite sure what it is but hesitant to ask for help so I'm glad that you've gotten to that space so how do you uh, I never figured out how to do it in the corporate world that's a whole different question. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that is a whole different arena yeah. that I just never got. Yeah, it really is. It really is because, mm-hmm. yeah, there is appearances there that uh, we have to take into consideration, I guess. So, yeah, I don't miss that world at all. <laughs> right. Mm-mm. Right. So- no, you know, if I could get into it and figure it out and not have it feel so foreign, it might be interesting to me. But, you know, there's enough to figure out as being an entrepreneur, and I like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is nice doing it on your terms. So so how how have you been figuring out where to go with particular um, questions or problems or whatever it is where you would ask for help? Well, if it's something local, I'll go to B&I. If it's something that it's a woman business owner question or something that's more global or I want a bigger, you know, feedback, I might post something on the Count Me In uh, chat group. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something in particular, I'll call out to one of the um, other women business owners on that who might have mentioned they have experience with it. Then there's export centers uh, around the nation and all the different states. So if it's something global or international, I'll go there. Mm. If it's something um, 
financial, I'll tend to go to uh, CWE, the Center for Women Enterprise, because I got some really good financial counseling there. And of course, I always anything I might bounce off with you, Marla, my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's probably my first line to just to help figure out if Where I don't have a resource right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's been critical for you is surrounding yourself with all of these different resources and uh, people to reach out to. What else? Is there anything else you can think of that we haven't covered that has been really critical for you? Well, I think it's also I was diagnosed with celiac this year. And so I had Mm -hmm. to lean on my doctors and I went to a nutritionist and, you know, I've got... Uh, somebody that I work with for health training. And so, you know, my whole body went out of whack. And right there it was, I had I had no energy. So I had to figure out how to get the eating right and the exercise back on track. And now I'm back, have full exercise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, or full energy. Um, so that, you know, that's something to stay on top of. Um, so it depends on, you know, and then everybody needs to have a spiritual side, whether you take time for it or not, whether it's a, a walk in the woods or quiet meditation or going to church or a sweat lodge or a synagogue or, you know, whatever, whatever calls. And it's also finding the right people there to look for guidance. Right, right. Um, so, so we've got the health. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, and of course, without saying the children, I mean, I have a well-developed yeah. network of other moms here that we call up each other. Hey, can you take... You know, my son today, can I take your son tomorrow? Can You know, we had a couple of weeks with no camp coverage, and we were bouncing the, the gaggle of 10-year-olds from house to house, and they had a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is, you know, it's well-rounded, it's hectic, but you seem to manage everything really well. And you love connecting people to Wendy. And I think yeah. that's important for you to keep doing that. What does that do for you? That's a really good question. I don't know. I get a really big thrill out of introducing people who become friends or introducing people who do business together. Um, That whole, I like seeing relationships develop. I love seeing businesses grow. So there's been a number of entrepreneurs, men and women, that I've helped. And to watch them become productive and grow, and, you know, I can think of a couple that have surpassed what I'm doing and started after me, and it, it's, I get a kick out of it. Yeah. I get, you know, I like to do that. And if, you, if I can take my knowledge or connections and share them, um, it's fun. It's kind of what makes the world go round, and it really yeah. is a small world. You have won some awards for your networking ability, have you not? Um, I was a finalist in the eWomen Network <coughs> National um, Conference. Uh, it was about a year ago. So I didn't end up being the winner, but I was one of the five finalists. Or Yeah. Or, yeah. That is so impressive. That is so impressive. And I think that's a really important quality because, you know, how often do we go to these networking events and people walk up to people and shake their hand and it's all about me and it's all about me and it's all about me, you know, and it's important for all of us to realize that when you go to networking, it's not all about you. Oh, gosh, no, that's B&I's saying is it's all about giver's gain. And that's it makes it so much easier to network. 
And it makes you so much more successful if you just focus on what that person does and what you can do for them. And if you run out of things to do, you just say, hey, what can I do for you? And people are either ready to give you an answer or they're so surprised they have to think about it for a minute. But it usually stimulates some really good conversation. It really does. I love asking people that because they're they're almost always taken aback by it. I don't think enough people do it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah it is important. And so it sounds like networking uh, locally is important to you. Do you also find yourself doing this in social media? Um, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, we uh, blog and Twitter and Facebook and um, LinkedIn and do all that. And I've made some connections, but um, I think it's still the human contact I like the best. And so mm -hmm. that's one of my annual goals this year is to get better on the electronic and how to form a relationship mm -hmm. enough so I remember them and can refer them on when the, the opportunity comes up. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say that um, we're kind of opposite there because while I love the human contact and it's very important to me, you know, I think I've gone through a phase where I've let that slip too much and I am getting out more now to networking events because I made it my mission in 2011. But I have to say the connections that I've made online through social media have become very, very important to me. And I, I kind of always joke and I, I say, well, some of my best friends are people I've never met face to face, you know. And it's a different kind of community. But once you start making those connections, they can be as important as your local connections. And you can feel free to call upon them as easily as you call someone who you've met face to face. So it's it's a really fun dynamic that it can be added to your love of networking. Okay. Well, that's... Yeah. Uh... I'll keep working on that this year. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's listening oh, has I any good ideas or wants to connect, please, uh, please find me. There you me. go. There Wendy you go. Rapport International, you'll find me. <laughs> Wendy at Rapport International, and that's I-N-T-L, right? And right, where uh -huh. will we find you on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever you're on most? Um, if you if you go there and just search for rapport intl, I'll come up in both places. Okay, okay. So you're under your your company name. So good. That's fun. Well, you've just gotten you know you've given us a lot of uh, food for thought today, Wendy, on on ways to connect and qualities to look for and ways of being. And I thank you so much for that. It's been so much fun having you here. <laughs> Yes, it's been great, and all I can all I can say is we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wendy, and uh, we'll see about this. I'm really excited because I'm starting a group here in Naperville called uh, BIG Women Empowering Women to Personal and Professional Fulfillment. So check out just think just think big dot us and see what i'm going to be up to in, in that realm too to increase my local networking we've been here with wendy peace and it's been absolutely delightful next week don't forget to ch to uh, check in as we speak to peter bregman author of 18 minutes and he is a very very successful uh, consultant as well so we're going to have some fun in that conversation i look forward to seeing you all then
Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 